Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a bonus episode of Warp, the completely unnecessary Star Trek podcast where we do unasked for audio commentaries of Star Trek shows. <laughs> My name is Sean. My name is Matt. And I'm Min Win. <laughs> Yay. Hey, we take, take two, take you guys. Two. Take two. And that Today sounded great. Our third step into the foray Future. of Warped. Inside Picard. Inside Picard. <laughs> so, so we are we are recording this separately. None, yes. of, none of us are together. We're all online. Very yeah. disconcerting. Are are you guys all clothed? <laughs> yes. Oh wait. I mean, <laughs> I don't have to be. I am right now, but. Go would on. you would you would you feel more comfortable if we were all naked men? Is that what you're talking about? I I want everyone to feel comfortable, our listeners especially. So I I think we should think, all be unclothed. I, I think, think they, they, I think I, the listeners definitely want us all to be naked. Yes, <laughs> that seems like something they would demand. <laughs> is that something you can tweet about? Is that is that Twitter? Will that give us an answer or, or any of these uh, websites? You, mean, you want to put a poll out? I on should Twitter? put a poll up asking if they think we should do these shows in the nude. <laughs> well, fortunately, it's audio only. So. Answer to yeah, yeah, for, yeah. Thank God. They, I think the the answer is I don't even want to imagine you guys in the nude. Is the would be my assessment. Oh. Have you guys ever? Did you get? Did either of you guys ever watch the comeback? Uh, the Lisa Kudrow oh. show. That was on no. HBO? no. She plays a sort of fading sitcom star who gets to who gets a job um, on a Friends style show, but she's <laughs> she's the she's the old lady on the show. So it's all these, it's all these young hot people and middle-aged Lisa Kudrow playing this faded sitcom star who's trying to make a comeback. And she's like the landlord. She's like the Mr. Roper. So every episode, every episode, there's a scene where she comes in, she sort of bursts in through the front door and the hot young couples are all like making out on the couch or whatever. And her like tagline that they make her say every episode is, I don't need to see that. <laughs> That's how she said it. I don't need to see that. Wow. It's very, it's very, very funny and uh, awesome. appropriate for the idea of us being naked. Yes. No one, no one even wants to think no that. To see that. What, what about our intimate partners that will, we're, you know, we have, Will have, have had, <laughs> whatever, whichever. Uh, you know, you're the, 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 the trenches of Ponfar, really. Yeah. I mean, you and I are both Dude. single. Son's married for a million yeah. years. Yes. <laughs> a million years. That, that yes, had so much uh, weight to it. <laughs> Well, um, what do you wear? What do you wear to bed? What do you wear when you go to sleep? I, can PJs? I guess? PJs. Tell me if I'm right. I'm gonna go guess ahead. you wear. I'm gonna guess you wear a, a t-shirt and boxer shorts. Uh, I do not wear the, the. I just wear boxer shorts. Oh. Okay. Oh no. Hmm. Are you? Are, uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna forage forward. Are you? Are you a? Are Are you a hairy man? Or are you pretty? Um. Pretty. Uh, <laughs> um, <I'm>... Smooth. <laughs> I don't. I got a lot of chest and and belly hair. I don't oh. have a lot of back hair. Oh, okay. You have the good hair. 
I don't. Yeah. So this is what this is exactly what people tuning yeah. in to a Star Trek Picard recap show are right. really listening in for. This is this is They're why like, people tune in. We don't. We don't hear us hear, to hear us talk about my back hair. To hear us describe our naked bodies. Yes. Cut well, all of this out, man. This is all ed- I, I want. It's all edited out. Every word of it. Every word after Sean did the intro. It should be should <laughs> from here on. And now, go. What are we doing, Sean? We're watching season episode three of Star Trek: Picard. Well, we watched it. We, we already watched, watched it. it. The, the end, end is the beginning. beginning. Yes. Yep. Michael Shabon and James Duff, written by. You know, on the normal warped uh, episodes, uh, we have the, the the saying "punch the triangle." Uh, do, do yeah, you think that uh, we could come up with one for inside Picard. Yeah, yeah. go yeah. ahead and keep put that on the back burner. Yeah, we'll think about it. <laughs> okay, we'll think See about what you come it. up with while we're talking. How about that? Sure, sounds good. So, Min, you'll recall. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> Because I haven't seen it. I continue to have no access. I refuse to have access. Do you recall the la- what we talked about about episode two? Yes, yes. And you recall the, the incident on Mars, as it became known as. Absolutely. Where the, well, that's how this episode starts. Again, a little more flashback of the Mars Massacre. Ah, uh, is that the f- official title, Mars Massacre or Mars Incident? I don't know. What, what do they, do they have a name for it? I don't remember. Um, I don't remember. They just talk about it as like the attack or like the yeah. disaster or whatever. It's all footage we saw in in episode two. It's repurposed yeah. footage. It's the same scene of the of the one android going crazy and killing all of his like coworkers. Mm. It's just reminding you what, what happened. happened. Yeah, the more important flashback is what happens after that when right. they flash back to right. Sort of shortly after this has happened, you're at Starfleet, and uh, John Luke Picard is coming we see out. Rafi. We yeah. see Rafi, right? She's sitting out on a bench outside and of Starfleet. I, looks like uh, is that uh, is that security? You think? Yeah. Well, she's wearing she's wearing a yellow unit. She's wearing a, a sort of updated version, men of the classic next generation uniform. So mm-hmm. sort of that black jumpsuit with yellow the color uh, on top band shoulders. I think you're yeah. supposed to, I think you're supposed to get the idea that she is some sort of security. Yeah, uh, that, that's what I thought. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she works for, for Picard. Her and Picard are like a team. Mm-hmm. And she's waiting for him. Right. He comes out. He and comes like, stomping out. They the say. And he's like, well, they they basically don't want to go through with the rescue mission of the Romulans because they've got, you know, we just had this big massacre. And I basically and she's like, well, what did you tell them? I told them that if we don't do this, I'm out of Starfleet. Mm. And he's then and she said, well, what did they say? And he goes. They said you're out of Starfleet because <laughs> yeah. we're not they, doing they it. They called his bluff. He thought hmm. that he tells her, "I was sure that if I threatened to resign, that they would uh, give in." But instead, they were like, "You want to resign? You that's okay with us." Um, she calls him JL. Can we yeah, talk about that I, for a second? I, 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 I know a lot of people have been bitching about that online. I kind of like it though. Yeah, I you don't like it. Little irritating. You think it is? Okay. <laughs> Why? I don't know. It's 
I understand like, why they did it because they want it's a it's a quick personal. way it's a quick way of uh, demonstrating what their how close their relationship mm-hmm. is. Right. Right. But she feels comfortable calling him JL instead of Admiral, you know. Even though he's her boss, she feels comfortable calling him JL as a sort of mm-hmm. nickname. So it's a good shorthand way as a writer to show that these two have a very close personal relationship and aren't just boss and employee. Right. But it's, but it's, it's still just kind of like rung wrongly in my mm-hmm. ear a little bit. I was just like, JL, like nobody's mm-hmm. ever called him that. <laughs> Ever. That's a right. horrible you nickname know? too. If if yeah. I was close to Jean Luc, I would just call him Jean Luc because yeah, it's, it's already not, cool it's sounding. Not easier. It's the same number of syllables. <laughs> right. It's not shorter. It's not shorter. And Jean Luc is cool. Cool. Like, yeah, yeah. I want to know. I want to be friends with Jean Luc. I don't know who this fucking JL person is, but I'm he's, not interested in what he's selling. He's from Krypton. <laughs> But anyway, she's got this. It's to show that she's kind of sassy and does and is sort of a bit of a rebel and and it doesn't have a sort of respect for authority or whatever. Right. right. So anyway, he comes out. He tells her, "I threatened to quit, and they accepted my resignation. So I'm not in Starfleet anymore." And, and she's like, "Well, fuck, because I work for you, and I've I, been working with you on this." Romulan rescue mission so if you just accepted your resignation if they just accepted your res- resignation that means I'm probably about to be fired yeah, and sure never... enough she gets a little message on her <laughs> on her iPad saying uh, the boss the admiral wants to see you now <laughs> and yeah. she's like fuck I'm about to get fired thanks a lot Jean-Luc thanks and a lot he, JL she's like what are we going to do <laughs> she's like what are we going to do now and she's like are you just going to like go back to your pretty little chateau in France and make wine for the rest of your life. And he just kind of like sits there and takes it. I said this on Twitter. This show should be called Everybody Hates Jean-Luc because no matter who he talks to, people are pissed off at him about something. We'll see it in this episode. We'll see it in the next episode. The way he backed the Romulan rescue plan. Yeah. Pissed people off on all sides. On all sides. Either that he didn't do enough or he did too much. Doesn't matter. People are pissed at him. Nobody likes him. Nobody likes his choice. They all feel like he either fucked them over one way or the other. So everyone's pissed at him at this point. So I kind of think that we need a jingle. Jake, when you listen to this, <laughs> please create an Everybody Hates John Luke jingle right. that we can drop in every time uh, somebody says something jerky to Picard. Because yeah. I also, I, it occurred to me today that. Uh, Everybody wants to rule the world is the same is the same as everybody hates Jean Luc Picard. So you could go. Everybody hates Jean Luc Picard. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, he Very needs nice. a little theme song. He needs a jingle. Yep. Yeah, I mean, uh, Jacob's got like two days to turn around. <laughs> no problem. One. Yeah. I thought everybody hates John Luke Picard would be a good like theme song for That's a great idea. Whenever somebody yeah. whenever somebody <laughs> accuses him of abandoning them or right. whatever. Which is fairly constant on this show. It's so crazy. Like I feel bad for him. Everywhere he goes, people 
Yeah, call they were, him out. Like especially in, ep- in episode four, he gets a lot of shit when he yeah, gets all those Romulans, Vashti or whatever it's called. I can't believe everyone hates Jean Luc so much. What has he done? He's such a nice guy. He's a he's the best captain. Yeah, they blame him for all of their problems. Uh, Unfairly, I think. Yeah. It doesn't seem quite right, but yeah, that's what they're doing. He feels so like anyway, Jesus. She tells him to fuck off, and she stomps away, and he's left sort of sitting there feeling bad for himself. And then we get the opening credits, and then what happens? What's What do we get when we come so back from the opening we credits? Were, we, we had talked about... They flashed to because the last thing we saw the two of them was him coming up to her trailer out in the middle of the desert. Oh right, sure. And we With find out that in a in a kind of cool Easter eggy moment, her where they filmed that is Vasquez Rocks, which is where a lot of original Star Trek, all the like where the Gorn mm. episode was filmed. Yes, Vasquez Rocks is a filmed. classic Star Trek filming location. And they've used it a bunch of you know a bunch of episodes, and now they're using it again. And it's where Rafi lives out in their trailer, safe. and there's that's where she lives is at Vasquez Rocks. They specifically yes, say they explicitly <laughs> name it as being Vasquez Rocks. It's not Do you know where place. that is uh, located in the real world? It's like I don't know thirty forty five minutes north of here. Oh, like near okay. Lancaster. Cool. We should go make a trip there and uh, record an episode. Make a, a pilgrimage to Vasquez yeah, Rock. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I might go well, out there with my climbing friends. That, that that's a possible location. I don't recall exactly what. I mean, I know that they sort of she he sort of lays out what happens mm-hmm. to her, right? I mean, essentially, he tells her, "I need you to look into this because nobody sees things like you do. Um, there's a conspiracy going on." There are, there's, you know, if there are secret Romulan assassins working on Earth, that wouldn't happen without Starfleet knowing about it. Someone mm. in Starfleet has got to be involved in this because that just wouldn't happen without their knowledge. It's between Santa Clarita and Palmdale, men. Ah, cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go make a trek out there one day. Um, is is there any clue? Do we know like what happened to Rafi after she was theoretically fired from uh, Starfleet? Did she just go and, and slip off to the desert, or did she try her hand at other things? No, well? she basically says to him, you know, my life you got destroyed when you left. She's like, I lost mm. my job. I lost my security clearance. You you were off fucking around in France making wine while I'm here, you know, in my trailer out in the desert. You know, yeah. she's sort of a drug addict. She vapes. Yeah, you'll enjoy. She's a she's a stoner. <laughs> no, she smokes this weed that she she grows. It's like she's got like a plant weed. that she pulls little flowers off and of and puts it in her future vape. Future looking vape pen, a space vape pen. Wow, that fucking cool. smokes on it. And she's like <laughs> chugging down the wine that he Straight brought from the bottle. Like she's clearly she's clearly got some you know addiction issues. Maybe yes. it seems like trying to set up and. It's just it was just really funny because it's so obviously a a vape pen that somebody just like bedazzled <laughs> right. it look futury. But it was just a this is just a regular old vape pen and she's just like yeah. puff puffing I, away on it. I wrote in my notes all I wrote was future vape. 
That's the only <laughs> note I wrote for this ep- for that scene. Space vape, <laughs> space, space vape, yeah, space for vape. sure. It's probably better than what you would get uh, with Doctor Who. I have used the, the 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 props there are are a little ridiculous when I've tuned into that show. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Well, I mean they're using toilet plungers on. Uh, oh for sure. Part- well, that's you know <laughs> that's classic Dalek. Yeah. You know, look is the toilet plunger. <laughs> Which, I mean. I suppose uh, it's cool that they've embraced that and they're like, you know what? It's just what it is. Yeah, when they brought the show back, they kind of they updated the updated look a little, little bit. Little? Yeah, they did a little <laughs> bit. But they didn't get rid of like the de- the plunger or the yeah, <laughs> like, you know. They're still, you know, rolling salt shakers. I mean, they didn't like update the look that much. Anyway, I mean, it's not a podcast about Doctor Who. Why are we talking about Doctor Who? <laughs> I'm sorry. Stay on target, man. Stay on target, yeah. Target, man. (laughs) So anyway, she's listening, but she's not really like, she's basically still mad at him. Mm. And he's like, you're the only person I trust who can help me with this, blah, blah, blah. I need a ship. Starfleet told me no. And she's like, yeah, that was a pretty dumb move. Going straight to Starfleet and telling them exactly about your secret plan that you want to (laughs) do. Yeah, he seems like a horrible diplomat, just revealing all his cards. Yeah. Or maybe Uh, he just feels like that that he should be forthright and honest with his... uh, Yeah, I mean, he's an honest, upstanding person, you know, and he thought that they would help him. I don't know why he thought, when he went to see the Admiral, that she would help him, considering Mm -hmm. they didn't help him 14 years earlier. (laughs) Right, right, right. Not, what has changed in that time that he somehow is like, well, maybe if I ask again, they'll suddenly turn around and say yes. But uh, well, the universe yeah. is in danger. Sounds like yeah, and I think that Jean Luc is maybe off his game a little bit. You know, he's been out of the game for rusty. a long time, and he's a little rusty. He's, mm-hmm. he's got to kick the dirt off the tires yeah. before mm. he can really get his mojo back. Dude, so, I would love it if at the end of the series, Jean-Luc is ripped like um, uh, Hugh Jackman is for Wolverine. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> he goes into a series like workout regime while he's yeah. on his space trip. I, I would be so into that. I would stand that so hard. But, you know, that would that's, be pretty surprising. That's hard. That's, I mean, he, he's basically like my dad. And my dad is like, uh, you know, he, he walks around very gingerly and very gently with good reason. So does Patrick Stewart on the yeah. show. He yeah. kind of <laughs> takes his time, leisurely walks through scenes. And, you know, he's just, he just has, he, he, you know, he loves this character. Mm. That that's one thing you can really tell from this show, is how much he loves Jean Luc Picard. Yeah, because he takes obviously. such joy in playing the character; like he's just so happy to be doing it. You can tell. Yeah, but he's seventy nine years old. But he's also super <laughs> what old. You, you can't do yeah. a whole lot. You know, there's certain things he's limited to. He actually does have a fight scene in this episode. Oh, really? That's true. Yeah, he beats a Romulan with a cane. <laughs> Shoots a couple of them. Oh, that sounded really ridiculous. It's it's, it's pretty. We'll it's get cool. to it. In a, we'll okay. Get to it in a we'll move on. Let's see. So after he has his thing with Rafi, Rafi. yeah, because she said because he's like I need a ship and I need a pilot, and well, she's that, like I'm not gonna go with. I'll get. I I know a guy named Rios. Well, that actually you. happens. Uh, after there's a scene. Uh, in the board cube before that. Oh, okay. Mm. There's a quick go scene on. to show. Uh, uh, Hugh 
is introduced to the show. Yep. So Min, uh, Hugh, for is for different Hugh. than Q, right? Hugh is different yes. than Q. Yes. Okay. Yes. So there are a couple of episodes, and also in... different from Rue. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, I know there is the rest a Q of, the rest on of the crew. Stop poking fun of me. Doctor Who. Mary Sue. Hill Street Blues. Hill Street Blues. Yeah. Blues Clues. That's great. So Hugh. Yeah, Hugh. There was a, a, there's, he's in two, I think two episodes of Next Generation. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, he's in three, but that's, those second two are the two, that two-parter about the board. There's a two-parter. Okay. Oh, so he was anyway, a Borg. He was a Borg who got captured, uh-huh. and he has sort of an existential moment while he's captured, where he sort of realizes he's not just a part of the collective. Mm. He's an individual, and he calls himself Hugh because they, what is it? He says, how, why, it has to do with him saying you're you or something like that. Camera <laughs> has to do with rhyming with you, right? Isn't that right, Matt? Am I right in this? So let's go back of Seth. Let's go back. <laughs> you are not right, Sean. You were, I mean, you were in the zone. <laughs> so there's an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation called iBorg. Mm. That's all about this Borg character who's been cut off. They, they come across him and he's been cut off from the rest of the collective. And they, the rest of the collective is flown away and they think he's dead. So he's cut off from the rest of the collective and they spend the whole episode basically trying to decide what to do with him. Uh, and he sort of befriends Jordy, and Jordy sort of tries to convince him that he's not a uh, part of the group, that he's an actual individual who has his own, you know, thoughts and feelings or whatever, which it's been so long since he's been Borgified that he doesn't remember ever being an individual. Meanwhile, there's the secondary plot where they've discovered that they can they can upload a virus into Hugh, into his like Borg, you know, software or whatever, no, and him send an him MD. and send him back to the Borg. Mm. And theoretically, if it worked, this virus would then spread to the Borg because once he rejoined the Borg, he would be like reintegrated into their systems. Mm. And that virus could kill all of the Borg. So it's a classic Star Trek episode. Picard has to make a moral decision. Mm. What is he going to do? And at the end of it, because Hugh, there's a scene where Hugh, they bring the Borg in to see Picard, and Picard um, talks to him as if he was still the cutest, which is the name that Picard had when he got uh, assimilated. Borg. Yep. Yeah. And he's like yelling at him, and he's like, I am the cutest of Borg, and you are three of five or whatever his designation is. And and he's like, no, I'm not. I am Hugh. I am friends with Jordy. And so Picard eventually realizes that he has become self-aware mm-hmm. and that he would, and that it would not be uh, ethical to use him as this sort of poison pill mm-hmm. and send him back uh, to the Borg. So that's the backstory on Hugh, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So now here we are seeing him again all these years later. He's been deborgified. It's the same actor. Uh, he's been deep. Del been, Arco, is that correct? Yep. He's been deborgified. 
he still has a couple of the implants, like seven of nine. Sort does. of looks like yeah. seven of nine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That they still have sort of the remnants of the um, implants in their face, mm-hmm. but he's, he's back to being a person and he's the boss. It turns out of this Borg, uh, research project. Right. Yeah. The he's, research project. He's like the project director of this Borg. So he's Soji's boss. Yeah. Oh, and we just find out uh, that out this episode. Yes, mm-hmm. correct. Okay. The and first he, time we see him, he's talking to Soji, and Soji asks him to see someone called Ramda. So we don't really know who Ramda is, and that that's basically all that really happens in this scene. The only thing that I think the other thing that's cool is he kind of talks about uh, XBs. He calls them the sort of X Borg. And uh, that they're sort of like hated by everyone. They're either considered property or a threat. <laughs> yeah, so I, it seems like there's a a, a number of maybe ex Borg in the in the universe at this point in time. Oh, that are like you, right? Like seven and nine, like you, sort of. Uh, they they were Borg, but they've been you know deborg, but they still are sort of you know they kind of have a a stigma in the in the galaxy because they were once borg and sort of untrusted so then do they not age they're 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 machines then or are they organic at this point in time they're just humans or whatever race they're from Uh, once they've been deborgified i i assume that's the right i mean which is it's kind of funny because somehow they managed to deborgify picard Completely. To, completely. <laughs> like, I don't know why yeah. they, they can't do that with Hugh or Seven of Nine, but I think I think the answer to that is that he was only a Borg for, like, a very, very short, short amount of time. time. Like, it was only, like, a couple of days, right? Like, he got Borged, and then they had the big fight, and then they deborged him. So I think, I think the idea is that they were able to uh, – remove the implants completely because they hadn't really had a chance to like completely settle in or whatever. Yeah. 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 Uh, The verb deborg is just sounding awesome. The more we say, I mean, I can't think of another way to describe it. (laughs) There is no better word than deborg. Deborg. So, so he goes to talk to this, uh, this ex borg. So the, the girl who's the Android and Hugh, the former Borg, have this scene where she's like, I want to go talk to this Romulan that we've got on the ship. And he's like, what do you want to talk to her for? And she's like, I think she used to be like a famous uh, professor professor of Romulan uh, like mythology. And I think that she might be able to help me connect. Re- she might help me be able to better communicate with these uh Ex-Borgs, the XBs they're called, right? Yep. Uh-huh. So that's why she wants to talk to this woman. And he's like, you're weird, but I kind of like you. So I guess I'll let I'll, you. I'll, I'll, I'll make that you, happen. I'll take you to go see her. Yep. So she's all excited about that. Then we cut to Rafi basically telling Jean-Luc to kiss off, go away. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then as he's leaving, she says, I know a pilot. <laughs> Yeah, and that that's that. And then, she's like, I'm not gonna help you, but I'll give you the. I'll get. I'll tell this guy to call you. Yeah, who, this guy I, I know, know that will help ship, you, and he, maybe he'll help you. So he's like, okay, good enough, I guess. Cut to them a quick scene at the Daystrom Institute, where Doctor Gerardi, uh, men you'll recall, is the sort of 
the expert expert on on Android. cybernetics and yeah. androids. Mm-hmm. And you're doing a, I have to say, man, you're doing a good job of keeping this all in your head, considering you haven't seen it, and you're only. Reference points are what we are telling you. you guys. Yeah. I mean, you're doing a good job of following along. Like, if it were me, I would be like, Doctor <laughs> Who, the Daystrom what? Like, <laughs> uh, actually, uh, I I had the thought uh, yesterday or the other day that uh, it's been a few years now that we've done tr- uh, warped, and I was thinking it sort of made me really appreciate Star Trek more. You know, like I think back to the episodes that we watched and. And just you know, sort of like getting to to see these these characters, Spock or Kirk, and just see them do their thing more and and, and appreciate what they do. So, yeah, I was just having a real little heartfelt moment there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a we make a lot of fun of Star Trek, but there's a reason it's been around for sixty years, yeah. and it's because it's good yeah. you know it's because and it's, they, and it's universal the themes are universal the characters are, into it. yeah yeah i mean the characters are all pretty well defined they have very human you know i was gonna say it's it's about something right? Mm. right what's good about star trek i think as opposed to something like star wars which is a lot of fun but isn't really much more than good versus evil right yeah. star trek is about like how do we become better people how do we mm-hmm. improve ourselves and Ethics improve society and right yeah. there's all this there's all this deeper stuff going on in when star trek is really working at its best mm. that makes it completely different from any other like science fiction franchise that i can think of mm. and and i think that's why people like it is because right it's it's always relevant even the old 60s ones you know they're dealing with Racism, social issues, social issues, yeah. and it's all the of same course. stuff. You know, mm-hmm. it's cheesy because it was made sixty years ago, but it's all still like relevant to today. So that's what's good about Star Trek. So it's it seems like the social issue that they're they're tackling so far with these first few episodes is is based on your recaps. It has a lot to do with androids and robots and and sort of rights for maybe the people or things that we we would view as lesser or not equal to us. Yes, like Matt said it best in a couple in like episode one or mm-hmm. of this. It's all it's all a, 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 a metaphor or allegory about xenophobia and mm, sort yeah. of the general you know Trumpism and and isolationism Brexit that whole that whole mentality of like mm. we need to protect ourselves from these incoming hordes that are going to change our society yeah you know to a society we don't understand or we don't recognize yeah that kind it's... of mentality. It's very much about what is happening in the world right now. Intentionally so. I mean, Patrick Stewart has given interviews where he was like, this show is about Brexit and how terrible it is to be. Yeah, exactly. Very specifically. To be isolationist and to, you know, xenophobic and fascism and all of these things that are happening in the world right now is what the show is about. Mm-hmm. You guys should listen to that weekly Trek episode that I recorded the other day. Mm-hmm. I think he said it was going to come out tomorrow or Tuesday. Oh, perfect. Um, awesome. We'll take a look. We talk a lot about Picard and about what it's about. So mm. cool. some of the things some of the things I'm saying right now, I have already said mm-hmm. on that other. Gotcha. <laughs> so we were at Daystrom? 
Yeah. So Dr. Gerardi's there. What's her face sitting there? Dr. Gerardi. She's got little earbuds in her ears. Turns out they still have earbuds in the future. <laughs> in the it's not implants. Nope. They're they're absolutely just like earbuds. And mm. so she's like listening to her music or whatever. Mm. And uh, the Vulcan Commodore from Commodore O. Commodore O. Um, <laughs> she's the chief of security for Starfleet. Who's clearly is part of the conspiracy. She's involved in this whole thing somehow, right? She's the mm-hmm. one who told the Romulan girl they had to, to get a move on. To get go a back. Move on, to go, go out to the board cube and go see your brother and make sure that, you know, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. So she's, in, she's obviously mm-hmm. a huge part of this whole conspiracy. She shows up and she's wearing Ray-Bans, which is funny. Yes. Uh, and... Their VR Ray Bans. Nope, just regular old oh. sunglasses. <laughs> so I will, I will tell you. You will hear this all again when we, if you listen to the weekly trick. But apparently, some of the nerds online were like, Vulcans have an inner eyelid. They wouldn't need to wear sunglasses. <laughs> it's which not- is true. That's established canon. And so Michael Shabon, I guess, went online to like respond to people's <laughs> like complaints about the show. And one of the things he said was. Well, maybe that's a clue. Maybe that means something. Like maybe she's not really a Vulcan. Like I don't know. What is it? Who knows what that might mean? You oh, know? wow! Way to stir the pot. I like that. <clears throat> I just thought so anyway, it, it she's could be like, a fashion choice. Yeah, I just thought they looked cool. Like I didn't think too much too hard about it. No. So she comes up and she surprises Doctor Gerardi, and she's like, Doctor Gerardi's, and she's like, look. I know that you met with Jean Luc Picard, and I want you to tell me everything he said to you. And she's got like sort of an oh shit look on her face, and that's it. It's like a little yeah, that's all. short little scene. And so, then is it the board cube where back she goes to the board to see cube? The, now she's the, going to see the, Ramda. The Ramdas, the Romulans. And so Hugh, see, sir, Hugh takes her to this spe- like holding cell where are, there are all these Romulans <laughs> who have been deborned. They were all born. in the process of being deborn, sort of. It seems they're like they're all, sort of. And they're all acting weird. Like they all seem yeah. to be like uh, mentally it, unstable. It, yeah, it so looks crazy. like she walked into. Looks the like set one flew over, uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, exactly, what, exactly it what it looks like. I thought so too. Like they're drawing with chalk on like paper. <laughs> They're sort of, I'm, I'm, you know what I'm I mean? Just like people doing like we're... menial tasks repetitively because they're, they're all sort of. Up. I'm 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 currently waving back and forth in my chair because this is obviously a visual medium we're doing, but they're all sort of rocking know, back and rocking forth, back and, forth. <laughs> and standing in the corner, like just standing in the corner, doing nothing. Like it's a That's mental the... it's a mental institute is what this setting is. She says to him, Soji says to Hugh, are these all, these are all of the Romulans that were ever assimilated. And Hugh says, yeah, as far as I know, these are all the Romulans that got assimilated. And there's the one that you want to talk to. So there's, then we see Ramda. And Ramda is a, she's like playing with like tarot cards. She's got these triangular cards that have like symbols on them. It looks like a puzzle game but it also appears to be some kind of tarot card but it looks like she's putting a puzzle together so they have one of those weird like 
conversations where you don't really know exactly what the fuck is that it is that they're talking about. But it's, it turns out that Soji, like, Soji's like, you were on the very last ship that ever got assimilated by this cube. You and all these Romulans in here, you were on the very last ship that ever got assimilated by this, by this cube that we're on. And Hugh is like, how do you know that? Because that's not something that she should technically know or whatever. Mm. And she's trying to get this Romulan lady to like talk to her and sort of explain, you know, what's happened to them. And then the Romulan lady uh, goes nuts and she looks at Soji and she's like, I uh, recognize that, you. And she's got later. a car. That's a different a car. scene, but that's a second scene. <laughs> All right. Well, fine. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, have to get the details. Ada just cut me off like right in the middle of telling the story. Okay. <laughs> so then what happens, Sean? Okay, sorry. Sorry. Well, then you cut to. Uh, that other scene, Captain That's Rios. Picard. Oh, Picard Captain. meeting Rios. And oh, the pilot. The pilot, and mm. you first meet a a uh, EMH. Uh, it's elect- easier to tell these stories as individual stories <laughs> than Art. as scenes, than uh, as parts of scenes. All right, because we could just walk through the Borg part of the storyline and then go back to Picard. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't know if I'm right or not. I'm just saying. Two men enter, one for man clarity, leaves. For clarity's <laughs> sake, I'm just saying. So anyway, you're right. You're right. Picard meets with Captain Rios. Captain is Rios. He a human? A yeah, he's human. Mm-hmm. He smokes Spanish. a cigar. Mm, Spanish. He reads uh, philosophical books. Mm. He's and got a bunch of holograms. Got a bunch of hol- His whole crew is holograms. Oh, super cool. Anybody else. There doesn't seem to be any other real people on the show. No. Nice. And all the of the holograms. It is a medical hologram. All of the holograms the are him. They're all his yeah. <laughs> image. Yeah, so it's same the actor. same actor playing all of the different parts of all of the people on this. And show. they all have different accents and different personalities. <laughs> yeah. So, like, first you meet like the medical hologram, and the medical hologram is like, let me take you to meet Captain Rios. And they go into. And they go to see Captain Rios, and Captain Rios, there's been some sort of accident. Captain Rios has a big old chunk of metal stuck into his shoulder. He's bleeding. Uh-huh. And the medical hologram's like, well, let me fix that up for you, blah, blah, blah. And they have sort of a – Captain Rios is sort of a prickly folk character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does, he's very sort of rude. To he, his, he hates all of his holograms. He <laughs> talks shit about them all the time. Like, oh, but she hates him. He's, like, drinking tequila, and he's like, he offers some to Picard. It's like, no, thank you. And then the hologram like takes the thing out of his arm and he's like, I'll bandage that up. And Captain Rios, this is how you know he's tough. Captain Rios is like, just leave it. I don't need you to bandage it up. Deactivate hologram and the hologram like vanishes. And so that's how you know he's a badass because he just doesn't even care if he's got a Earth bleeding arm. Yeah. So he's talks. So they have a scene where he's talking to Picard and Picard's like, you claim like you hate Starfleet. But I can tell by looking around that just in the five minutes I've been on the ship <laughs> that like every every uh, piece of equipment is perfectly maintained. The ship is all spick and span. He's like, I can tell you're Starfleet. You may He's be like, trying to smell deny it on it. you. I can smell the Starfleet on you because there's I- a great there's a great scene though where he he's like tells him to have a seat, and the first thing he sees uh, is the, the captain's the chair. Captain's chair. 
he sort of looks at it for a second and then he's like nah and moves over to another chair sort of cool. he sort of longingly looks at the captain's chair for a couple of seconds like maybe i should sit there but then he's like nah this is not my ship so yeah. he goes in another chair and what what does the what does Rio's ship look like? Is it like a more rundown? Is it more gritty, or is it like spick and span like a, a Federation ship? Would... It's spick and span. Like uh... it's all it's all. That's Picard's whole point. Is like mm-hmm. you claim to be this sort of rough and tumble, you know, like blockade runner or whatever. But yeah. I can tell just by looking around that you 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 care about like everything being in tip-top shape, which mm-hmm. is a Starfleet quality. Yeah. And Rios tells him, like, yeah, he used to be... Rios used to be in Starfleet and isn't anymore. He's sort of like Picard. You don't really find out why he's not in Starfleet anymore. He sort of implies that something happened on his last ship that he was on. Mm-hmm. But you, I don't, you don't really find out, I don't think. I don't remember. I, I think you do. In the, I mean, you, he talks about his captain being killed. Yeah, he does. He says the captain got he killed. He saw his captain get his head blown off in front of him, and Ooh. that's when he decided he didn't need to be in part of Starfleet anymore. <laughs> wow, um, that's brutal. Before that, though, there's a quick scene where Rafi is God on a damn. computer doing a bunch of research, and and she gets a call from Jean-Luc Picard. This is like, do you understand how blue-balling this is to like cut <laughs> the stories off like right in the middle of them to go like meanwhile back on Rafi's planet. TV shows are Matt. (laughs) Yeah but we don't have to tell the show in the order it happens in. We can just tell men the story. Talking to yeah you look who you're talking to (laughs) look who you're talking to. OCD boy over here okay how how was warp done linearly as it was really sure (laughs) that's true but anyway, doesn't he say to him, where do you want to go? And Picard's like, I don't know where I want to go yet. I'm still working on that part. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm, in I'm, that first scene. He says, yes, he says, but says, you don't know. Wanna leave. I don't. Uh, as soon as possible. Where are we going? I don't know yet. Right. Picard's like, I'm still trying to figure out where we're going. Mm. And then he goes. He doesn't know about the four cube. Doing research. Well, he wants to. He, his whole idea is to go find. He doesn't Maddox. know about the board cube. Sure. All he, he's trying to find Maddox. That's what he's trying to find. Mm-hmm. He, he thinks, thinks that Maddox that, will lead him to the girl, to Sochi. And That's he, his uh, hope. Who's Maddox again? The, Maddox is the cyberneticist who Picard thinks created the uh, twins. The twins from That's Data. Right. Okay. He was. She was. He was Gerardi's Doctor Gerardi's boss. Mm. And then when the when the robots when the robots went crazy and androids got banned, he like vanished. Mm-hmm. She says, "I haven't seen him since that happened." So, gotcha. but the card thinks that because because creating flesh and blood androids was like his goal. So that's why they think he's somehow behind the existence of these twins. I love the name Gerardi, uh, and it sounds like it's like a little Italian, a little Indian. You're not quite sure, and it's always hard for me to remember until like someone else says it. Because it's, it's just... funny because she's played by Allison Pill, who could not be blonder or, or whiter. <laughs> Gerardi, <laughs> but she does have a slightly exotic-sounding name. I don't. Yeah. I can't. I don't. They haven't explained that. Mm. Anyway, so Sean's. For... They, there's a little scene where you see Rafi back in her like trailer park mm-hmm. and she's doing research even though she told Picard I'm not going to do I'm not going to help you anymore except give you the guy's name you can see that she's getting drawn into the mystery right mm-hmm. and Picard calls her on the phone 
And she's like, what do you want? And he's like, you're working on it, aren't you? He's like, he, he knew, he knew. He's like, you're working on the, you're working on solving the mystery, aren't you? And she's like, no. no. And he's like, yes, you are. I know uh, you. He's all, he's I'm like, going to send you something right now. I've got. He like sends her a bunch of technology information. He's like, and she's like, I'm not even working on it. And he's like, bye. Talk to you later. Bye. And just like hangs up on her because he knew what she was up to. Do they have phones? Do they use communicators? Is it like a, a thing they hold? Like a FaceTime. Uh, yeah, he Skypes her. <laughs> he Skypes her. Mm, okay. And then a big word comes up on her screen. It says free cloud. Oh, yeah, that's right. She, so she's, she's figured out some clue, right? Hmm. We don't know what free cloud is yet, but she's like, oh, fuck. Free cloud. Okay. What happened after that, Sean? Uh, so then back to <laughs> Captain Rios, and he's talking to his navigator hologram, uh-huh. who like goes on this gushing string about Picard and how amazing it is that Captain Picard, the man yeah. who saved the Earth from the Borg and who helped uh, bring the Klingons into the Federation and all these things. And, and then Rios, this is where Rios says that, yeah, and I watched my captain's head get blown off, and I, I'm done with taking orders from captains of Starfleet and blah, blah, blah. And that's basically what happens there. Okay, but what's funny about that scene is that particular hologram is Irish. For yes. Some <laughs> yes. So every time you see this actor playing a, the hologram, he's got a completely different voice and a completely different, like, a be- way of behaving it's and also really outfit or, or same outfit yeah he's in a different outfit every time okay. too like cool. they style him like his hair is different <laughs> yeah I, I i was the first time i watched it took the second time watching it that i realized that this wasn't the medical hologram that this was a different hologram yeah a function of the, this hologram had a totally different function on board because he looks exactly the same yeah he does but yeah, you're right. He tells him. He tells him. He's talking to Rios, and he's basically giving Rios shit. And like the holograms on this show are sassy. <laughs> he's, he's like, "You like him. You like Picard. You pretend you don't, but he, he's like, you're a you're a Picard fanboy, just like everybody else." And Rios is like, "No, I'm not. I don't like him. My last captain got his head blown off. I'm not. I don't believe in following." you know, captains around anymore. I don't do that shit anymore. <laughs> and the hologram's like, yes, you do. You love him. You're falling in love with him right now. I can see it. <laughs> and the captain's like, deactivate yeah. hologram. Like, whenever the hologram's pissing off, he just shuts them off. He just turns them off. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we haven't gotten an explanation for Rios and why mm-hmm. he doesn't have any actual crew and why he... Oh, everyone on his ship is a hologram. I mean, I'm thinking at some point we'll probably get some more backstory. On my him. my <laughs> guess is based on his about the captain is that he was on some kind of trip where everybody died. Yeah. And he doesn't want to. And so he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to have to lose anybody ever again. My fear is that uh, he actually shot his captain. No, I don't think that's bad. that would be <laughs> no. a surprising turn of events. <laughs> They're clearly setting Rios up as like he's Picard's number one on this yeah. show, right? He's mm. going to be like the his main helper. I was going to say what I really liked about Discovery, Star Trek Discovery, is that uh, it, that had a lot of twists and turns. Uh, how do you how do you feel like Inside Picard is is setting itself up that the character of that in relation to Discovery? Did you how much of Discovery do have you watched? Uh, season one. <clears throat> okay, the whole thing? 
I think most of it, maybe not the whole whole thing. Okay. They are similar in the sense that they are they are telling long season long stories, right? Mm-hmm. So they're you know these these first couple of episodes have been a lot of setting laying laying the groundwork yeah. and getting all the pieces on on the table and I feel like as the show, you know, as we're moving into the second half of the season, mm. it's going to, you know, it's going to be, it's going to pick up. And a lot of those, a lot of these things that they're sort of setting up are going to start to pay off. At, you know, Discovery is certainly a lot more action packed. Discovery is more of an action-y, yeah, yeah, yeah. adventure kind of show. <laughs> this show, which I think is fitting because it's about Picard, who was always more of a thoughtful you know, like, yeah, he wasn't shoot first, ask questions later. He Kirk. A, he's yeah. not a PPU guy. He's more of a let's sit and talk about what the right thing to do is kind of mm-hmm. guy. Um, so this show is taking a sort of more deliberate pace, I think. Yep. Or, yep. You know, which is, I mean, they definitely has their moments of action. We're about mm-hmm. to get to a big one. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, in this episode. Uh, but yeah, that's that. I think that is the difference. Is that discovery is a lot more like bang bang. Yeah, like, yeah. Forward moving. Up, you know? mm-hmm. Well, it'll be interesting then to see how how they're they're separately received and uh, how how people enjoy Picard. Is it uh... apparently it's a big hit mm-hmm. like already like four four episodes in and it seems like based on all of the sort of according to all reports, it's doing really well and. A lot of people signed up for CBS All Access just so they could watch Star Trek Picard, which yeah. is hit. I don't think Discovery hit in non Star Trek land. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. I think people who already like Star Trek and were predisposed to want to watch a new Star Trek show, mm-hmm. those people all signed up to watch Discovery. I think Picard is getting people who aren't even necessarily huge Star Trek fans. Interesting. Just because but, you, you think Picard remember is so it, popular? Yeah, just because they remember him from the old show, you know? People mm. who were casual fans of Star Trek The Next Generation, but maybe didn't watch Deep Space Nine or Voyager or any of those ones, you know, mm-hmm. Star- Next Generation was a big deal. It was hugely popular when it was on by... Yeah. by network standards, you know? Star Trek Next Generation used to beat out like shows that were on regular, you know, NBC and stuff, which mm-hmm. for a syndicated show is kind of unheard of. Mm-hmm. So I, I, my guess would be that there are a lot of people out there who watched Star Trek Next Generation, liked it, but never watched really super got into else, it, you know, yeah. never watched. We're not Star Trek fans in general. They were just fans of that one particular mm-hmm. show. Yeah, they didn't watch Deep Space Nine or right. But I bet there's a lot of people out there who remember that show and remember liking that show, mm-hmm. liking Picard, and love Patrick Stewart because he's this you know beloved figure, and some would sign up just to watch this show. Sure, would sure. be my guess. Which is funny because I feel like Discovery, if people didn't, if they would just watch it, it feels like Discovery is such a a good intro for a non-Trekkie because it is just that action. It's just that that forward movement. You're 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 always getting something thrown in your face like there's another twist or turn around the corner. Well, and that may be, but I think when people think of Star Trek, that's not what they think it is. 
sure. Yeah. You know, like yeah. when people people who aren't Star Trek fans, mm. and that's why I think Discovery is sort of it's kind of caught in between worlds right now because Star Trek fans don't necessarily like it because they don't think it's Star <laughs> Trek. Right? And that generally way people I mean, at least that's what the internet tells me. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, a lot of people no, I think the I think people really like that. People really like Discovery. I think there is a small but vocal fan part of the fan base. Core yeah. market. It's that yeah. same. It's the that same. People. It's that same group of people who hated Last Jedi. You know, for no reason because they just didn't like. Because they're just assholes. They're just racist <laughs> they're and sexist and don't <laughs> like things. <laughs> Yeah. But no, I think Discovery is I think Discovery is generally really popular among yeah, the the majority yeah. of fan base. I think it's a small group of racist assholes just, who don't like vocal it. Yeah. About you it. know, it's the kind of people who make YouTube videos who are just like <laughs> here's all the reasons I hate Star Trek. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have any patience for those people. My my friend's wife, uh, she doesn't normally watch Star Trek, but I think uh, Discovery got her actually watching Star Trek. They watched it together, and I think they really enjoyed it. They got through. Yeah, uh, it's good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's really good. I enjoyed it. Sorry, getting back to Picard, I, uh, we, we, we took a long tangent there. It's okay. Well, we were talking about action, and this is the big ex- action set piece for this episode. We're back mm-hmm. at the vineyard. So Picard's <laughs> the there with the his... Vineyard. Yeah, that he's with so his Picard Romulan character. from Rios, right? He goes, he says to Rios, like, I don't know where we're going yet, but I'm gonna, fu- I'll get back to you on that, <laughs> right? So he goes back to France, and he's hanging out with his Romulan buddies, Laris and Zabon, and they're packing him up. He's packing his shit up to go to f- go off with Rios. Yeah, they and basically, she's like, yeah, you never did fit here you like just, never really here. you never wanted to be here you always i could always tell you had your eyes on the stars you were just it's waiting a, for the moment it's a really sweet little scene that the two of them have together where he's saying he says you know i i tried yeah, so yeah. hard he says i tried so hard to belong here but i really never did i was always kind of faking it and she's like yeah you were always really more of a star guy than a wine guy Mm. Uh, it's a sweet little moment. And then Jabon comes out and he's packed him with some, some fruit and some fancy cheeses. He's mm. made him, he's made him a little go package for his mm. trip to outer space. He's like, you're not going to be able to get this kind of f- delicious food. Off <laughs> Captain off world. Yeah. And so they're having this sweet little moment and they're not going to kill them. Are they the boom, the Romulan, the bad Romulan oh. show up, the black men in black come up. in. They come poop queuing in, and Zabon and Laris beat the shit out of them. Oh, oof. so Laris okay. and Zabon, you know, we've talked about this on the earlier episode. Yeah. They're like reformed Tal Shiar, or Tal former Tal Shiar. So they're badasses, even though they seem like this nice, sweet couple who just makes wine and takes care of Picard. They're they're hardcore. So as soon as this fight scene happens. They go into action and they're like, <laughs> she's like, take care of Picard. And Jabon like grabs John Luke and like shoves him behind a desk or something. So you can't. Really <laughs> and again, it's one of those moments where it's Picard going like, oh, oh I'm an old man. I better be careful how I get down on my knees behind this desk. Don't they have and, personal force fields by now have, or shields? They have guns 
uh-huh. all over yeah, they're the chateau. Under <laughs> desks and under like, tables. And everywhere they, everywhere, everywhere Laris and Zabon go, they've got guns hidden. Like, I love behind, it. Like under the desk, there's like a holster with a pistol in it. Like They're just like going around like grabbing guns and like shooting the Romulans. And they get in. It's a big fight scene. It goes on for a few minutes. And Picard has, even, even John Luke gets a moment where he like, Swacks like, him with a cane. Like, and then he, cane. <laughs> he doesn't smack. That makes him sound. <laughs> he does. It's a cane. No, he grabs a. He grabs like a. It, it, I think it's the pokey stick from the fireplace. Is that what it is. <laughs> you know, like everything the, is a cane in Picard's hand to Sean. <laughs> I think it's the poker from the fireplace. But anyway, he grabs this thing and he uses it to sort of uh, twist the gun out of oh. the rock. Hand. you know like he shoves it in there and like yanks and it yeah. makes him drop the gun right Wait and then the guy grabs Picard and throws him Ouch. over the top of the get- desk which is clearly a stunt man it's clearly not Patrick Stewart doing that <laughs> doing that maneuver yeah. but then Picard even Picard gets in the action he grabs a couple of pistols and he shoots a couple of g- dudes yeah. so you think the fight's over the three of them are sort of standing there like are you okay are you okay are you okay everybody okay and then another romulan comes in and right before you think and he's got the jump on him right so you're like oh shit and he's like about to shoot them and then somebody shoots him from behind and he falls over and picard and those guys are like who's that and then it's dr gerardi sweet little blonde dr gerardi comes in and she's Mm -hmm. carrying one of the romulan rifles and she's like did I stun him? No, she maybe, said maybe it was unstunned. It was like, unstunned. And Laris is like, uh, Romulan guns don't have stun. Like, <laughs> we shoot to kill. And she's like freaked out, right? Because she's never fired a gun in her life mm. or whatever. She's like, oh my God, I killed the guy. Picard's like, it's fine. It's fine. Thank you. You saved our lives. Come sit down. Come sit down. Gives her a glass of wine. And then it cuts <laughs> It cuts to another yeah. scene, doesn't it, Sean? You're about to tell me that it cuts to another scene at that point. I, I don't know. I can't remember. We can, the, the now scene he can't remember. Suddenly you can't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember if that scene comes. Because you're, you're about to go back. I think it to, cuts to the back to the Borg. The Borg and, and, and Ramda. And her Soji. talking yeah. to Ramda. So Soji is sitting there in the insane asylum. She's talking to Ramda. They're having this sort of weird conversation that you don't really know what it means. Ramda takes one of her tarot cards and it's got a a figure of two girls on it. And she's like, she looks at Soji and she's like, which one are you? She's like, which sister are you? And Soji's like, she says, I know you. He says, I I remember you from tomorrow is what she tells Soji. Right. Mm. She's like, I remember you from tomorrow. She's like, what was I doing? tomorrow when you met me and she says what does she say i forget she says you were dying or killing or something she's like you're she calls her the destroyer the destroyer right? like, you're the just mm-hmm. she's like you're the destroyer and so she's like i don't know what that means and then ramda like grabs a gun off the hip of one of the like romulan guards that's in the room mm-hmm. and holds it up to her own head like she's gonna kill herself and soji like uses her super speed that she doesn't really know she has, but she uses her. She like zips over there and like grabs the gun out of her hand yeah, before stop. she can kill herself. But that's not like an act, a real activation. That was just like a little. No, subtle. it's just like instinct, right? She she does these things without knowing how she's doing them. Like, because later she says, uh, Hugh asks her, "How did you know all of that stuff about 
Oh no, she says that to Narek, right? She says that to her boy toy. There's a scene where she's talking to the boy toy later on where she's like, I don't even know how I knew those things. Like, I knew that she was on that ship that was on, that was the last Romulan ship to be enteric, to be assimilated. I don't even know how I know these things because she's just well. Then she's she say, at some point. At some point in time, she says something like, "Well, I did a lot of research on. I watched a lot of her." Maybe it was on some other, like, maybe it was in in there and I just absorbed it. But I don't think that's right. I think what you're supposed to assume is that she's, she, like, dated up and, like, somehow accessed information without even realizing she was doing it. it. Anyway, that's what happens. They save her from killing herself. And now we know that she's something, that the Romulan lady thinks that she's something called the Destroyer. And that because she talks about on the thing, the little puzzle tarot card she's doing there's the two and she's like which one are you and because the one is dead and you are the destroyer one's the destroyer so then we go back to france yeah the card gives dr gerardi a glass of wine and says why don't you just calm down for a minute (laughs) sit here and calm yourself that's his answer for everything he's like what do you drink some wine you you know i'm french (laughs) drink some wine what good how could it hurt? <laughs> if only, is, if only he just starts killer. speaking in a French accent every once in a while. I was the cure for all of your problems. I was listening. I was watching the first episode, and he speaks French to his dog. Yeah, his French, French is not that Frenchy. You know? Oh, really? Yeah. It doesn't seem that Frenchy to me. Do you speak French? Uh, <laughs> yeah, totally. Of course he I does. He's Vietnamese. There's a very Frenchy Actually, there is, aspect there... of Vietnam. Vietnam. That is true. Uh, well, there the is French, French colonized. French Vietnam. Uh, Vietnam. Yeah. Vietnam no, I'm, I wasn't being. Jo- I wasn't joking. I was asking you a real question. I How would, did you know that his French was Frenchy? Yeah, I don't know. It just, it didn't sound like, you know. It didn't sound like my horribly racist impression of a French person. Yeah. Um, Yeah. He's like, why are you here? And she's like, evil Vulcan commander, Commodore O, came to see me. And she asked me what I knew about you. And I told her because I didn't, I'm terrible. She's like, I'm a terrible liar. And. I didn't know what to do, so I just told her everything. God's like, that's fine. It wasn't a secret anyway. <laughs> I already told the boss of Starfleet what I yeah. was doing. So oh, yeah. it was not like it was a secret. And she's like, but there's one thing I didn't tell her. And Picard's like, what's that? And then meanwhile, the two Romulans, Laris and Zabon, have tied up one of the Romulan uh, assassin yeah, one guys. One of them has survived. Picard stunned them because, because Picard was shooting to stun and the other guys were all shooting to kill. Mm-hmm. But Picard had stunned one of them, so he's still alive. So they've tied him up to a chair and they wake him up and Picard's like, tell me what you know. But there's tell a great what- moment where Zabon is about to just kill him <laughs> and Laris says, no, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. Well, not anymore. They're so sweet. It's Picard's influence and the wine. It's a lot of the, a lot of it is the wine. I think. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get our hands on a bottle of Chateau Picard. Yeah, it's a, it's out there. You can buy it. Yeah. Uh, so they talk to the they talk to the Romulan that they've tied up, and mm-hmm. he's like. He he's like, why are you looking for Soji? Picard's like, why are you looking for Soji? And he calls her the destroyer too. That same, which is what Ramda called her back on the Borg ship. Mm. 
Picard's like, what do you know? Duh, blah, blah, blah. He doesn't really tell him much. And then he bites into that like acid pill thing that they have uh, in their mouths that, blew that up they the used first, to kill blew up Dodge. They used to kill up the first sister. And mm-hmm. he spits it out and it gets on Jabon. But Jabon oh. manages he manages to get his shirt off before yeah, it uh, before it hurts him. But uh, it kills the Romulan guy, the the mm-hmm. prisoner. He does he 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 dies from swallowing the poison acid. So is Jabon now shirtless, topless? No, no, he just took no, like he had like jacket. a jacket on or something. Yeah. Okay. And then Picard's like, "Hey, Doctor Girardi, um, what was it that you said? You said you told her almost. You said you told Commodore O almost everything. What was the thing that you didn't tell her?" And she's like, "I didn't tell her that I want to come with you, because I'm the only person in the universe who knows as much about androids as Doctor Bruce Maddox does." So you're going to need me, and if what you're saying is true, and there really is a flesh and blood android out there, that's know. something I've been wanting to see my entire mm-hmm. life, and it's and I have to see her. I can't I can't live if I don't get to see her. Wow. So Picard's like, I guess you're coming with me then. Okay, <laughs> okay then. Um, it's like that spirit of uh, adventure, exploration, and discovery. Yeah, she's going. And then they're like, we got to get out of here because they get a call from Rios on the, up on the ship. And Rios is like, we need, you, need to, you guys need to get out of there because Romulans are coming. And Picard's like, Romulans were just here. And Rios is like, more of them are coming. You better go. We better go now. So he's like, fine, I guess we're going. And so they beam up to the ship. Oh, everything's leave, happy. They leave Laris and Zabon behind to clean what? up the mess. And and number one. Uh-huh. And they get up to the ship, and who's there but our old pal Rafi, who told him I wasn't going to help you, but now she's on the ship. And he's like, Rafi, what are you doing here? And she's like, well, I did the research, even though I told you I wasn't going to, <laughs> and I found a clue. And the clue is that Dr. Bruce Maddox is on a planet called Free Cloud. So that's where we have to go. But I'm only going to Free Cloud. She's like, yeah, I just I... want to go to Free Cloud. And once I get there, we're done. I'm done. And, mm-hmm. and they're like, and Dr. Girardi's like, why do you want to go to Free Cloud? And Rafi's like, who, who are, are you? you exactly? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know you. Why are you asking me questions? And Picard's like, that actually is a good question. Why do you want to go to Free Cloud? She's like, none of your fucking business, old man. Let's just go. I told you I'd take you there, so let's just go. And finally, everybody's like, okay, we're all on the same page. We're going to Free Cloud, and that's what we'll do. And so everybody sits down, and Picard is standing there next to Captain Rios, who's sitting in his captain's chair, and they like lay in a course for Free Cloud, and Captain Rios looks up, kind of looks up at Jean-Luc, and Jean-Luc looks straight into the camera, right down the barrel, and he holds his hand up, and he goes, Engage! Engage. Of course! And then <laughs> see the shot of the ship, like, flying away from Earth, and the next generation theme kicks uh. in, like, full, like, 
That's the money shot right there. Like, and then it shoots off into space, and that's the end of the episode. Yes, as as well as all the Trekkies, they're shooting off into space as well. It was pretty great. Yeah. It was pretty great to hear music. You saw it coming, too. I mean, it was was like the first, the the 30 seconds before it happened. It's coming. You're like, oh, he's going to do it. Oh, here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. Oh, he pulls his hand up and he's like, engage. Look, man, let me put it to you this way. Yeah. I may not have shot off into space, but I was definitely <laughs> hard. Yes, oh, God. We're going full circle back to descriptions of our naked bodies again. Oh, how did we get here? It was very exciting. It was a cool it was way to end the episode. And it was just exciting that he's finally off Earth. Yeah, I mean, yeah, honestly, it, three episodes in, they're finally like on the mission. Like, yeah, yeah. there was a lot of groundwork being laid in these first three episodes. So now it's like, okay, now shit's actually going to start to happen. This is going to start to get good. It's already been good, but now it's going to start to get real good, which, in fact, it does, because we've Sean and I have both already seen episode four and episode four is terrific. Yeah, it's the best. I I would just like to say I let it go because we were flowing. (laughs) We didn't miss a scene. There's a scene where the sister and Eric talk. Well, uh, but (laughs) the first part of it is she's talking to her mom and asking her. Oh, yeah, that's so boring. Who cares? Yeah, doesn't care about that. But it's interesting though, because the mom is like, "Oh yeah, Dodge is fine." Like I just talked to her the other day. So, how the hell is that going on? What What does the mom know? What is she hiding? And also, she makes her fall asleep. Like somehow, her words like wow. make her fall asleep. Hmm. And Eric tells her, "I, I think I don't think the mom is real. I think the mom is like a, a like a, a, no, I think it's not even a person. I think it's just like a. I think all of her memories are fake." And the mom is just like a hologram or something mm. that they've been using to manipulate her. Mm. I don't think there is a mom. Gotcha. Interesting. Well, cool. We'll, we'll have to see whether that uh, pans out. So that's it. Episode and that was the end of the episode? Then there's, and there is a scene where the sister, the evil Romulan sister shows up and tells Narek, don't fall in love with this with Soji because Soji and Narek have been banging it out. And she's like, you're getting too close. And he's like, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. It was a boring scene. I skipped it on purpose. Well, but it's important. You know, you got to tell men everything or he's not, not going to be able to follow the plot. You're my important. eyes and ears. <laughs> I don't think that scene was that important. Mm. Okay. We already, it, there was no information in that scene that we did not already know. We already knew that the sister is a baddie. We already knew that Narek is somehow involved in the conspiracy. There was nothing. Well, we knew all that. There was no yeah, yeah. information in that scene. I think the was, only thing that I thought was interesting was the mom saying that Dodge was fine. That that was the only part that I thought was pertinent information. That was new information. That the mom is somehow this is odd. Complicit. That the mom is talking about like that. Fair enough. Well, I'm surprised that they left uh, um, Picard's um, sort of bodyguards behind his uh, his helpers because it seemed well, like he's got to take care of the vineyard. He's got to take care of the vineyard, <laughs> but someone's got to take care of Picard. Like I imagine them to be his like protectors, you know, his guardian angels. So. I, you know, I thought about that too, and I was like, why didn't they all go? Mm-hmm. Why didn't they take the dog? Why didn't they, you know? Why didn't they all go? No dog. 
No, they leave the uh, dog. He leaves the dog alive. with Laris and Shaban. No, uh, that's. I thought they would take a dog to space. That would be so cool. I don't think we'll see that dog again. Maybe at the very end. Maybe if he gets back to Earth at the very end, we'll see him reunited with number one. Yeah, um, that'd be sweet. That'd be sweet. Part of the reason is that Picard has already. We already. We've already had a scene where Picard says, "I don't want to get." my friends involved right because he's jabon in i think episode two says to him why don't you call jordy and war and, and, and your pals and get the gang back you need a you need a crew you know a crew why don't you call them the guard's like i don't want to do that because i don't want to get them in trouble i know they would say yes if i asked and so i don't want to risk uh putting them in danger which is why he's assembled this crew of people he does not no. Which, well, I think that's Rocky. also why he's not. He didn't want to take Laris and Jabod. Right. That's, what I, that's my point. Is that he doesn't want to get them in trouble because they're like Romulan refugees anyway. They probably have some sort of like delicate immigration status. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's gonna keep them. You know what I mean? Like they're probably on some sort of visa that. They are. They have to stay out of trouble. Working within the system. They can't go. They can't be flying off on adventures with okay. the car. I could get them deported. <laughs> I'm serious. I bet that's true. I bet that's the real reason. <laughs> well, text Michael Chabon. Their jobs are. Their jobs are to work on that vineyard, and if yeah. they do anything that isn't working on that vineyard, they're out. Uh, they're out. Well, Federation, the Federation is in a bad place in when with regards to. Uh, Welcome, welcoming others. <laughs> well, I'm glad to know that they have that vineyard on lockdown. Like they were Mr. and Mrs. Smithing up there. They, were, oh, they absolutely yeah. were Mr. and Mrs. Smithing. 100%. They had guns all over the place, <laughs> yep. scattered around, behind bookshelves, <laughs> under chairs. Yeah, they well, went into full action mode. They were, they were prepared for that attack. Well, is is that it for Chad, for episode three? That was that's exciting. It. That was, was so good. much fun. We made it. We uh, episode three it. was really enjoyable. I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it immensely, and four is even better. Like you say, the show is fine. The show really kicked into a uh, uh, second gear in this mm-hmm, yeah. in this episode, and and uh, you're happy. It's very it's very promising. Yeah, it seems like stuff's really starting to get good get mm-hmm. interesting very awesome he's got his young crew now got his hot crew he's got crew. a bunch of hot young crew who can do the fighting for him mm-hmm. and he's gonna get another hot young crew next week wait till you yep. see next week men yep. oh he he adds on to uh to the yep. crew he's one more, oh, more yeah. one more guy coming oh yeah he's gonna have one more and he's he's a cutie <laughs> I'm I'm really curious to see the ship because it's got to be like a small. Sh- it, it's not like a big Enterprise ship, right? It's it's no, like a small. No. Just go small on, ship. you know. It's a little tiny. Just go online and yeah, Google yeah, yeah. it, and you can see okay. a picture of it. It looks yeah. like a. Uh, it does not look like a Starfleet ship because mm-hmm. it's not a Starfleet ship. It's yeah. got its it's got its own like design, character, and appeal. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It feels very Firefly to me because uh, that show they had you know picked up the ship, went around and got the crew and all of that. It looks it looks a little bit like I don't know if you guys will remember that. Sean. Maybe you will. Mel, maybe, maybe you will too. Do you remember the shuttle that 
Spock takes in Star Trek, the motion picture, when Spock comes to the Enterprise for the first time, he's on like a Vulcan ship Mm -hmm. that has kind of like a square piece in the middle, which is like the bridge and stuff. And then the two uh, nacelles sort of hang off to either side, like Mm -hmm. and go down instead of up. Mm. It kind of reminded me of that, like, design. Interesting. I don't know if that's on purpose or if it's just me, you know, making stuff up. But yeah. it kind of reminded me a little bit of that kind of design. I agree. Yeah. It's got the, yeah. Yep. 100%. It got the yeah. cells on the bottom instead right. of on it, the top. It's like, a, it looks, yeah, sort of the mix between that and sort of the way the, uh, the, the, uh, I can't think of what the word when they, you know, the the ships that are on the Starfleet are on the Enterprise, the, the shuttles transported the oh. shuttles. Yeah, yeah. How the nacelles are on the bottom and sort of a boxy top. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little more. It looks a little like it looks it's got more of a Star Warsy sort of look to it. Mm-hmm. It's not as sleek as most Star Trek ships. It's kind of got more a little lotsy, a little angular. It's cool. It's a cool looking ship. Yeah, yeah. I'll have yeah. to look it up. I'm, I'm totally curious now. It's called La Serena. Oh, Spanish name because he's Spanish, right? Mm-hmm. La Serena. Mm-hmm. The siren. The siren. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and Rio. I just Google. I just Googled it. There's pictures of it all over the internet. Just Google La Serena Picard, and you'll see pictures of it. Perfect. And and Rios, what's uh, what's that stand for? That's not King. That's no, King is Reyes, Ray. right? Reyes. Mm. Mm. Rios okay. is Rivers. Oh. Yeah. Rio Grande. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Duh. <laughs> Rio Bravo. Captain Rivers. <laughs> Saw John Wayne movies. Rio Grande, Rio Bravo. Captain Rivers. Well, cool. That uh, that was awesome. It was an exciting episode. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a good one. It was, it was really, good. It was a really it was good, good one. All right, man. Uh, so if anybody has anything else to say, my <laughs> name is Sean. My name is Matt. And I'm Minwin. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>